Welcome to the All Is Wellness podcast with me, Emma Naylor. Join us in open and honest conversations with wellness professionals and industry experts. Welcome back to the All Is Wellness podcast. This week's guest is Amy Rushworth. Amy is a transformation and healing priestess and coach. Amy awakens free-spirited, rebellious women to their wild dreams, deep love and sexy embodied abundance. Through her orgasmic ACN program, community, online programs and her podcast, The Amy Rushworth Show. Amy will activate your healing journey so you manifest new levels of prosperity, pleasure and love. Amy and I met at an International Women's Day event back in 2019. After hearing her story and journey, I followed her on Instagram, connected with her and even had her as a guest at one of my charity fundraising events. Amy, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I would love for our listeners to hear a little bit more about your journey and how you kind of ended up where you are. Yeah, wow. Okay, where do I start? It's been a wild journey. Obviously, where I am now is amazing. I recently moved to Mallorca. Uh, my life is like a bit of a vision board at the moment, which yeah. is really cool, but it wasn't always that way for me. And that's something that I'm always really excited and passionate to share because this is what I help other people to do is to awaken their wildest dreams, to create their desires, to push the boundaries on what is realistic and possible for themselves. And I believe that you can create that from any moment that you're in, any rock bottom, any chapter that you're in in your life. Everything has the potential to be transformed and expanded and healed. So for me, my journey began from that space of rock bottom. When I was 23, I was really struggling with my mental health and various addictions and behaviors. And I was really good at keeping a lid on it. But smiling on the outside, pretending yeah. I was okay. And that's why I get really emotional when, you know, we talk about mental health and things like suicide, because I, you know, when you, when someone takes their life and you're, you never expected that person or you never had any yeah. idea what they were going through. That was me. Like no one really probably would have known or no one really questioned some of my behaviors. And, um, so when I went through this rock bottom, I was really doing this on my own. I was, secretly navigating panic attacks and PTSD and I was secretly going to my therapist when I had the courage to actually reach out and do that and throughout this secret healing journey I really I guess became my own best friend in a way I really learned to truly understand who I was to truly love myself I learned how to respect myself I don't think I'd ever really truly respected myself up until that point and it became like me and me against the yeah. world or me and me rising up in the world and I went on this journey sort of gradually of um, healing my mental health healing my physical health and various things that were going on with my physical health as a result of some of those behaviors and experiences and from there I then started exploring my spirituality and getting deeper into body-based healing and restoring my connection with God, with the universe. And 
um, understanding myself through that paradigm more deeply. And then that obviously then led to me changing my career and doing all the things that I do now and being a space holder for people to go on a similar journey to what I've been on. I think something that you just mentioned, I mean, obviously I've heard your journey and I've heard you talk you know about everything that you've been through and I actually remember when you spoke at one of my events I remember it was there was something about this space I remember it was a while ago and I remember you coming out and you'd gotten very very emotional because it felt like such an honest space that you could kind of share and however long I think that you know things happened to us in previous lives or things happened to us years ago even when we talk about them now they still come up and evoke a lot of emotions even when we've kind of worked through them um And I think you talk about that kind of secret healing. It's so interesting from however long ago that was to now, I think a lot of people are much more public about their healing because it's one of those things that it's more socially acceptable. And it's just really interesting to see how things have changed. Do do you think that people healing and going through things, do you think that conversation has changed a lot? And if so, how do you feel that kind of people are portraying that on social media? Yeah, I think it has and it hasn't. So because I'm so in this world, like this world is my fun. So like I live and breathe this work and like all of my friends are coaches or healers or teachers or, you know, most of the women and the people who are in my life are people who are, devoted to that kind of work or doing that work for themselves so this is the kind of thing that we talk about and this is what I see in my social media feed so sometimes I do think in my mind I'm like oh amazing you know like there's so much more conversation than when I was first going through this like but then then I see other things sometimes like even just you know recently the response to Meghan Markle talking about her mental health and other things that have been happening. And if I start diving into these other pockets of social media that I'm not normally looking at or playing in, and then I see this like totally different worldview or this totally different reality that so many people are living in. And um, I also see this sometimes reflected to me when I I can really comfortably get on a podcast or on my Instagram and talk about like the things that I've been through and I will even mention you know things like sexual abuse and things that are like really you know intimate things and I don't feel scared anymore to talk about that but I notice that a lot of people will say to me wow you're so courageous oh my goodness and then I realize and it almost like takes me back to who I used to be where it was like I couldn't even open my mouth to tell my family that I was going to go to counseling. Like that was so difficult for me to do. And had you told me back then, like the things that I would share about now and the things I would feel so comfortable talking about now, I would have thought that that was ridiculous. But there must be so many people who still live in the reality of my past self. And Definitely, I think if you look at different cultures, like, for example, I'm from Australia, but I've lived in the UK before I moved to Spain. And um, Australia, Australia is really relaxed about some things culturally, but also there is this mentality of you just kind of, you know, you get on with things and you laugh things off. Um, You're very casual about things. And 
that can obviously have effects on the way that people feel comfortable sharing about certain things. And then on the other hand, then there's, you know, the UK and there is that something that I really noticed when I moved to the UK was that British people are a lot more private. Yeah. So there is this aspect of like, you don't ask people certain questions because you don't know if they want you to, you know, infringe on your privacy. So what that I noticed could lead to is that sometimes people weren't as open to sharing or even open to asking certain questions because it's like a cultural thing of like be private, be polite, like, (laughs) you know. And so especially now because I talk so much about sexuality as well, like so so many people I think are a little bit like, oh, when they see my content, but also equally intrigued. So I guess it has transformed in a lot of ways and it, it will continue to but there's still a lot of work to do around like the transparency of these conversations for sure. No, I agree completely. And I was having kind of similar conversations with people actually, because I turned, I turned four years sober um, in February and a lot of people were saying, I can't believe you share that stuff on social media. I can't believe you talk about addiction on social media. And for me, as you said, it's kind of something that I've worked through that I'm able to kind of be really honest and open about and actually there's been quite a few people that have sort of reached out to me and said, oh, I'm so thankful that I actually follow you and that I've seen that you're sober because I don't know how to tell my family that I'm sober. Um, but they would never, ever post on social media about kind of what they're going through. So I think that it's definitely interesting. Um, I mean, I'd love to hear about how, you know, as you said, you talk so openly about sex, you talk so openly about lots of kind of I say in inverted comma, taboo subjects that people don't like to talk about. How did you kind of overcome the fear of judgment? And do you kind of have any advice for anyone who is looking to kind of open up but is worried about that judgment? Yeah, so as kind of emotionally oppressed as I was, I did have this great advantage in a way of that my parents always kind of trusted me to make my own way. So I was allowed to like have my opinions on things. I've always been allowed to dance to the beat of my own drum. My parents don't like, you know, dabble around in my business a lot, you know? So if I wanted to do something really wild and crazy, they'd just be like, yeah, you go girl, we'll like support (laughs) you for that. You know, even, even now my dad's like, I got in a Zoom call with him recently and he's like, I heard that you're the high priestess of orgasms. And I just <laughs> laughed. I was like, you definitely don't even know what that means. But he'll just be like, I'm so proud of you. Like, so I, I had that that kind of aspect to me in a way where I've always been a go-getter. I've always yeah. been um brave in some ways and then like not so much in other ways. Like I was shut down in other ways. So in a way, I have this quality where I have been really outspoken and I was that way when I was really, really young. Yeah. Um, so I have that aspect of my personality. I'm extroverted for sure. But also it's been a journey. Like I didn't feel confident when I first started my business and my social media. Like I didn't even have my name on there. I didn't uh, have any photos of me on there. I would just put photos of like green smoothies or like you know, the workout that I was doing, yeah. or, you know, the mindset, 
journaling that I was doing, but it never had like me there. And I would never ever have shown up on a video initially. So it's come in waves and stages. But what I've found is like, I'm someone who likes to rebel against what I'm being told to do right (laughs) so and maybe that's maybe that's because I have that nature but also maybe it's because like I was so broken for such a long time based on things that other people had done to me like abuse that I'd suffered um being walked over in different relationships and basically just you know, letting life beat me down. And I think in that moment where I was at that rock bottom, I really had this almost like this crossroads in my consciousness where I was like, I'm done with that. If you tell me that I have to do something, I'm going to do it the opposite way. I'm going to prove you wrong. And I'm going to show this world what Amy is really made of. And so now when something is challenging but it's also important to me because sexuality and people being sexually liberated is important it's not just about um having a good orgasm here and there like look at the culture we live in look at violence against women look at the way that the porn industry is like all of that is a result of people burying their sexuality because when you bury something that's healthy and innocent that everyone does it's going to manifest in all kinds of ridiculous distortions whereas if we just openly spoke about it and we could openly have conversations about it certain things might not be happening to the degree that they're happening if i had have been empowered around sex and sexuality if i had have been empowered around boundaries in my body as opposed to like just being private or being modest but actually like really owning my body and knowing that I maybe would have been able to speak up about things that had happened to me when I was a little girl so I like to challenge um I like to challenge things not for the sake of just you know you know, you know, some people just say things just to trigger people, right? Just for, yeah. for shock yeah. about that. It's more that if something's really important to me, I'm not going to stand by and let it just be buried. I'm going to be a stand for it. And so when I share about these things, it's not because I necessarily want everyone to know about my, you know, sex life, or it's not that I'm purposely trying to push the envelope with them. I'm sharing it because I'm showing you like, hey, this can just be considered like natural and open and something that we can celebrate. Or it's like, hey, why don't we talk about this? Because we all have something to do with our mental health in some way. And wouldn't it be beautiful if we could just talk about it really neutrally? Like we would just talk about having a cup of tea why is it that there's so much shame around this? So when I share these things, I'm always thinking about, you know, what is the medicine and what are the stigmas that are being broken down when I stand for this? And I'm not afraid to be a stand for the things that are important to me. And that gives me a lot of meaning. That brings me a lot of meaning to my life. And it makes me feel really... um, it makes me feel like I really matter. It gives me purpose. And 
I believe it's why I was put onto this planet is to be a voice for certain things for people. Um, and that brings me a lot of self-love and confidence as well, feeling like I matter and my voice matters and that I have the ability to create change and ripples of change in the world around me. Yeah, and I definitely think, as you said before, we kind of need people really making those stands and kind of having those conversations, whatever it is about. I think there always has to be those kind of leaders because I think often, you know, people are often scared to kind of be the first one. They never want to be the kind of first one to open up that conversation, with, I guess with fear of rejection or fear of kind of judgment. Yeah. Um, you know, in your programs, when you sort of work with a lot of women, what would you sort of say that their biggest kind of blocks are that you that they sort of come up against? Yeah, I mean, so many things. At the heart of many of the issues that human beings struggle with is a lack of acceptance of themselves and this idea that we're somehow not enough or there's something yeah. deeply wrong with each of us. Like so many people yeah. I meet, if you get beneath those surface level beliefs of like, oh, I'm not pretty enough or I'm not successful enough or smart enough or, you know, I don't make this much money or I'm not engaged by this age or like whatever the yeah. surface level thing is, beneath that is like this deeper personal story or this lie that we have ourselves like, oh, there's something wrong with me or there's not going to be enough love for me or I'm not going to be enough in the eyes of the world or you know, my intimate relationship or my parents or whatever it is. And that lie then has these roots that like leach into everything else and parade is these surface level things. So a lot of the time, the things that we're chasing don't ever nourish us because yeah. we're actually really seeking to know that we're enough. We're seeking to know that there's absolutely nothing wrong with us. There's nothing wrong with the struggles that you go through, the emotions that come up for you. There's nothing wrong with the actions you've taken or not taken. Like, And so radical acceptance and meeting everything or relating to everything that you've been through, going through with love and acceptance and even celebration can be so many people and it transforms a lot of things organically for people. And then... A lot of the women that are drawn to me, I work with a lot of entrepreneurs. I really love working with female leaders. I love working, um, I love working with other coaches and entrepreneurs. And many of them come to me because they've seen the way that I've kind of created this empire of, of my own in a way that's really yeah. different to the rest of the industry and a way that's really authentic and relaxed and true and making a difference on the planet. So I work with a lot of women on how they can be more um, embodied in who they are, how they can create like strategy for their business from their soul, yeah. how they can make their own business, their own spiritual awakening, so to speak. Um, and then I also have a lot of women who come to me who are not entrepreneurs, who are in my membership, who want to do monthly breath work with me, who want to learn uh, my codes and learn my, um, 
ideas and teachings around things like their sensuality, around money, around manifestation, around balancing masculine and feminine energetics in their life or their relationships. So I really play in all these different playgrounds and it's super fun and they all relate to one another because like the way we do something is usually being mirrored in like the other areas of our lives. So it's really, my job is really cool. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I mean, as I said, I've been following your journey for such a long time now and it's even crazy in the last two years to kind of see where your business has gone from kind of strength to strength and how, as you said, it just seems very, you know, organic and very genuine. And I think that often, as you kind of mentioned before around social media, on my social media, you know, there are a lot of coaches, there are a lot of people in the wellness space, but then I kind of look at the people that I follow. And I remember that not everyone has access to this. Those are the kind of people that I follow. So in my mind, it's sort of everyone's going through this journey. But when I kind of take a step back and look at the bigger picture, there are still so many people out there that don't work with coaches that haven't tried manifesting that haven't done breath work. So it's definitely such an interesting space to kind of look into and start kind of venturing into. Um, One of the things that you spoke about was kind of manifesting. Um, A lot of people don't do this. A lot of people kind of aren't aware of what it is. It'd be great to kind of have your kind of snippet of how people can start manifesting and kind of the basic understanding of what manifesting is. Yeah. I mean, there's many teachings on manifestation. I kind of have my own groove and my own way with this. And I teach this really intimately in one of my courses called Cosmic Creatrix. And when I created this course, I was bringing together my teachings around this in a way that is more accessible and more aligned for a big group of people. Because sometimes with manifestation and the law of attraction, it doesn't like take into account very real like 3D world things like privilege and, um, you know, racism and, you know, different advantages and disadvantages that are real earthly things that we come up again. It's not just a matter of like thinking and believing and then like all of a sudden you're a billionaire. So this is what I teach and I teach, you know, about embodied abundance. So really finding your way of calling in the things that you want, uh, bringing your visions to life with pleasure, with self-acceptance, that your desires and your vision and your dreams come from a place of knowing that you're already enough, uh, which is like the ultimate manifestation tool is like self-worth, like knowing that you're already worthy and abundant and that's going to help you to show up in a different way. And obviously if you show up knowing you're worthy, very like logically think about it. Like if you show up thinking that you're worthy, you probably talk different, you move different. And different things are going to occur from that space and that foundation. Um, I also teach a lot about self-trust in the manifestation journey. Ultimately, like people often ask me, Amy, how have you, you know, built the business that you've built or have you created this crazy life that you live? And, you know, I was that girl who was crying on her bathroom floor at 10 a.m. with a bottle of red wine, like at rock bottom. And Mm. I just made a choice. I made a choice that I wanted to bring my dreams to life and I backed myself. Mm. 
I chose to back myself even when I was having those low self-worth days. I backed myself every time I made a mistake or had a failure. I was willing to burn my bridges and be like, there's no other way than me believing in myself. And so a lot of what I teach about manifestation is really initiation of self-trust. Because if you trust yourself, you will get to where you need to go. You'll be the person who doesn't give up when everyone else gave up. And that's the piece of manifestation that I think is really key. Um, A lot of people focus very much on the feminine aspect of this, which is like visualizing and, and it being in the right headspace and the right vibration and everything. But the truth is you need to take action as well. You need to trust yourself, take self-trusting action. You need to make choices again and again and again to align with what you want and to leave behind what you don't. You need to set boundaries. So I teach the manifestation work from, from a combination of, yes, involve your feminine, yes, involve your masculine, trust yourself, Uh, go for what you want, embody the feelings that you want to call in and also like do healing in that process so that you can really hear your intuition so that you can um, safely receive your desires because a lot of people can manifest what they want but maybe they sabotage it or let it go because they've got these unaddressed wounds or traumas around safely receiving money or safely receiving opportunities or love or whatever it is. So um my approach is very like embodied and it's not like a quick fix. It's not like, uh, here's five (laughs) steps, make your vision board. It's done. It's like, this is a lifelong journey of embodiment and let's have fun on that journey. Yeah. And I think, I think what you just finished on there was quite interesting because I think a lot of people just kind of want that quick fix. And unfortunately we know that in any kind of anything in life we don't just kind of get that quick fix and I was reading something quite interesting the other day and it said often people don't want to start things because they're so worried about kind of where they'll be so for example someone doesn't want to start a three-year university course because in three years time they'll be 33 and it's sort of like well you're going to be 33 regardless of whether you do that or not (laughs) so you may as well start today you may as well start today because age age and time is not going to stop yeah um and I think it's quite an interesting one to kind of read about that, that people often say, well, you know, I'm not going to get it because I, I'm too this and I'm too that and I'm too old or whatever it is. I'm too far into my career. But I think that at any point, if you believe it enough, you really, really can make that switch. But you really have to believe in yourself. You have to want it enough. Yeah, totally. And I talk a lot about I could call it quantum manifestation or sometimes I say cosmic manifestation. And it's this idea of like the quantum field which is beyond our 3D understanding of what's possible as humans. So like, you know, if you look at what a lot of people compare themselves on, it'll be like in relation to time and space, right? So it's like, oh, I'm 30 and I still haven't figured out like what I want to do with my life or, oh my God, uh, I'm 34 and like I'm not in a relationship yet and everyone else is married and has a house. Like, you know, and it's the scarcity mindset is is being filtered through this very like 3D lens that human beings have because we yeah. know that we're born and we know that we're going to die at some point. So we, it, it's actually like a fear of death manifesting as like all these other things. But in the this idea of the quantum field or quantum physics, time and space is bendable, 
right? So when we talk about a quantum leap, we're talking about like something that our human mind thinks should take a certain amount of time, but it happens like this, like really quick. And lots of people really want that to happen all the time. But then, like you said, they're not willing to like believe in themselves or take the action or align with that so it doesn't happen. Or a part of them doesn't actually believe that it's possible to do that. So then it doesn't happen. Yeah. But I can tell you like quantum shifts are totally possible. Uh, things can happen in like a flash but it's always about like our belief and our perception of what is going to be available of what's possible. So when I set goals, I sometimes I'll be like kind of specific, like I'll be like, okay, here's the potential and here's what would be really amazing that I would desire to happen. But I'll also kind of hand it over to God and I'll be like, I'm not going to put that as my limit though, because the ceiling could be way higher than that. Or maybe yeah. uh, like say I was trying to manifest how many people I wanted to come into like a program. I might choose this number, but I'll still trust like no matter what happens, even if there's three people or even if there's 300, like God is going to send me the exact perfect amount of people. And then I sit in that deep trust around it. Like, and I don't just yeah. say I'm trusting it. I'm like deeply trusting that. Um, and I think this is where like a lot of people maybe get stuck with these things or they reach a certain point in their life where they're achieving their goals and then they feel just kind of like empty or at like this plateau because so many people are so disconnected from their spiritual self or from their soul or God. And so like have connection there really allows you to tap into a deeper quantum layer of manifestation because you're not doing it alone you're doing it with like the divine forces that created the planet that 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 moved through everything yeah. and so for me that's like the key piece of making quantum leaps is like having this deep sense um, of spiritual knowing and this deep sense that like no matter what happens however the goal materializes that I am always like this beautiful loved child of the universe um and that people actually embrace their spirituality because a lot of people are afraid to they notice that they actually get this deeper richer experience of their desires in their life I mean, absolutely. As I said, I just, I love listening to you talk about that. I, as I said, I've said this before and I'll say it again. I could just listen to you talk forever about everything you're so passionate about. And you kind of mentioned it before about how it's so organic and authentic and you can kind of just hear it when you talk about it. It sounds like it's, it sounds like you wrote all of this. <laughs> like it just rolls off your tongue, the kind of way you talk about it. Um, so Amy, for someone who's kind of stuck early on or wants to make a change and is very much kind of ready, what would be your kind of one big piece of advice to them? Well, the first thing is definitely you got to back yourself. Like, and when I say that, mm -hmm. some people think they're doing this, but I feel like if they're really honest, they're not fully backing themselves. Like there's some kind of back door. And whenever there's a back door, there's always going to be this leaky energy. So when you have a business, for example, like especially a business like mine, which is like my artistry and it's my soul and it's my dharma, 
like for me, if something goes wrong in the business or if like a launch doesn't go well, or maybe if, you know, in the past when, you know, things were more tight financially, I just never gave myself that option of like, oh, well, I'll just, maybe I'll just go do another job, you know, or um, oh, maybe I just shouldn't be doing this. It was just like, fuck no, there's no other option this has been a shit experience, but what can I learn from it to make myself even better next time or to understand the business more deeply or to understand myself more, to rise up again? It's just like those failures were not a reflection of like, should I leave this now? Should I should I not be doing this? It was just like, no, there's no other option. There's no other job that I can do. There's no other path that I'm going to take. This is it. So this thing that's happening right now, it doesn't define me. It doesn't, you know, bend the way that I'm going to go. It's just a part of my experience. So great. What's the medicine here? What's the lesson here? How can I rise up from that? How can I be even more confident on the other side of this? But I don't think like a lot of people, um, well, to be honest, most entrepreneurs probably have this attitude, the ones that stay in business, because you've got to be ballsy, you've got to back yourself. Um, but I would say, like, if you yeah. have a dream, you have to make a decision, like, I'm going to go for this and not have any leaky energy around it. Um, and that's not to say, like, there's nuance with everything. So, of course, there's been lots of times in my business where I've pivoted or I've, like, um, you know, had programs that I've put to rest and new ones and new directions that have come through. It's not to say, like, just keep you know, beating yourself to do something when it's no longer in alignment. But it's it's finding that sweet spot, I guess, where it's like choose the path that you want to walk and choose it fully, you know. Um, the same way, like, you know, if you're in a relationship, it's like love and intimacy is choosing that person every single day. It's not that they're going to be perfect every single day, but you're choosing them, mm. right? You're choosing what you want to do. So, I think it's like backing yourself and really owning your yes and owning your no as part of that. Amy, thank you so much for all your wonderful advice and your wonderful honesty. Um, It's been amazing to have you on this week's podcast. Um, To find out how you can work with Amy, head over to her Instagram, which is at this is Amy Rushworth. She also has an amazing podcast and does lots of wonderful online programs. So head over to her Instagram to see how you can work with her. Again, Amy, thank you so much for being such a Thank you so guest. much for having me. We hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. Please leave us a review if you did. Head over to our Instagram page at All Is Wellness Podcast and let us know what you think. We look forward to welcoming you next week for more open and honest conversations.